Welcome to Tough Thoughts, a Twitch live stream where three friends come together and talk about nothing. My name is Hario. I'm Mark. And today we um, are going to take a micro moment of silence to um, <laughs> lament the fact that Toasty, the big blue dinosaur, could not join us today because it is a national holiday within the uh, the Toastasauri uh, people. Yeah. Um, they are celebrating the great survival of the great meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, he must take survival a... Survival day. Yeah, yeah. He takes a great migration to California. Um, but he will be back. Oh, it was Cali. It was okay. Cali. Okay. Uh, he'll be back, though, um, for Sunday. But in the meantime, uh, we would like to uh, give thanks to... The Felician University Radio. <laughs> for granting us a a sub-in voice. Uh, Mark, who's our sub-in voice? It's our boy Tim. What's going on, Tim? How's it going, guys? Yeah, t- Tim, our um, our uh, audio audio uh, Prometheus will be joining Spin us. Spin Master Flex, <laughs> if you will. Yes, he will be joining us today for the conversation. And uh, because we are a big bunch of um, intellectuals, uh, <laughs> we, we, we have all collectively, for some reason, coincidentally, uh, got back into Yu-Gi-Oh! in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we have gotten back into this children's card game, <laughs> but uh, I have spent way too much hey money man, on it. Hey, man, it's his 10 plus, all right? That's <laughs> anyone above there's that like a, There's like an inherent, like, but not after this. <laughs> like, and we, we have passed it. I think it's, I think it's 11. But... <laughs> Hey man, it's fine. No, but fine. I've dropped the copious, an, an obscene amount of money on Yu-Gi-Oh, and oh, I've only yeah. played U2, so it's like really weird because it's not even like I enter tournaments, but I looked up guides and studied the game, and I became a trial. Uh, dude, I, I, lo- I just looked at this one, uh, the Cali effect, and he's just, I'm just like, uh, I want zombies, and he's like, you want zombies? I got, got zombies, zombies. <laughs> and he lays out an entire deck. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take that that's one. what I'm doing. Uh, Tim, do you play by any chance, or do you just collect? I collect. Uh, I used to play, you know, for the first probably like five years that it came out. But after that, it got way too complex for me. Oh, yeah. No, there's a bunch uh, of new... Like, when me and Hario started playing, we had to relearn all that. Like, not only just how to play the game in general, but then also all the new add-on stuff. We just gave up. Because some of them were pretty easy. They're just the same thing but different. But then you got to the the ones that were both monsters and spells, and we just gave up. We're just not going to play with those. That's pendulum. Yeah, the pendulum. I have no idea why... Or what that is. Yeah, we just collectively made a gentleman's agreement. Of, uh, <laughs> please don't use these. No one knows how they work. Because we can don't just want lie. you. Yeah, no, you can totally just make stuff up, and we'd buy it. So, which would be cool. Let's but, maybe well, not. Do that. You know, in the game when it when it was in its infancy, there was you know ten twenty turns in in a match. Yeah. Now there's what one or two. I feel like. Yeah. Know, so yeah, no, it, it like if you can hit three turns, both parties had really yeah. bad starts. Yeah, Mark extended <laughs> me on like the next turn. Like I've just no, I, I've, I've had some turn one finishes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got what's it the the ritual blue eyes cards, and those oh, ones yeah. are like, there's two of them. One of them is you pick someone, you set them to defense, and you set their defense stat to zero, and then the other one is four thousand attack, and it does double. Um, double it on defense monsters so it's literally a one-hit kill if you have both those guys up at once it's crazy though because the way the game is now you effectively are playing a meme deck if you have any vanilla monster like no like you every monster needs to be an effect monster yes if you just have like dark magician right (laughs) just because you're theming your deck around dark magician (laughs) yeah uh, because yeah i use the blue eyes ones if i actually draw a blue eyes card that's a dud like i I don't want that at at any point you want to pick them out because like every 
every strategy revolves around fishing for a certain it's essentially it went from like all right what what can i do with these cards that i've drawn randomly to okay how can i get to my win condition <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's it's crazy um but what's even crazier to me is like it's funny because when you when you become an adult and you're like yeah you can you can just buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards like individually like, yeah, <laughs> cart and you can get like a Jinzo for twenty five cents it's like <laughs> oh wow but then you get like some cards that are fifty bucks and I just I don't know why <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah some of the old cards I mean you're talking they could go for thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah well like the the original like OG blue eyes right oh my goodness like, for, like, do you know how much edition? that goes for currently i know the box of first edition blue eyes white dragon which was the original set that came out like so the, think, like the uh boosters or the, like the the, the deck, like, pre-made right? deck uh the booster boxes the okay. last one has sold for about fifteen thousand. oh, oh my Jesus. god the the decks the kaiba and yugi starter decks in first edition those are hitting i mean just crazy numbers okay. close to ten my 000. older brother has one but the box is torn the little black plastic thing is obliterated <laughs> yeah and i'm sure the cards are in horrid condition so they're only worth 200 dollars, guys. <laughs> i mean the blue eyes itself in a psa 10 which company's graded for condition yeah, in PSA, first edition I know. I know has sold for about 40 grand which is where well, that box is that a, is that a grade 10 is that like 10. best grade okay yeah, okay. yeah. Grand. but it's crazy to think probably five six years ago that same card was probably 100 bucks in, yeah, like a, like a, I think the condition. lowest it ever went for was probably like like absolute day it came out. Yeah, probably like a hundred. So you're of the three of us, you're the collector. Do you have any? If you don't have the reason, do you have like a theory on where the spot? Because that's a lot of like hobby things, right? The most they were before was a hundred, but for some reason in recent years, hobbyist things have grown in value exponentially. And I don't know why. Do you have any like insight on that? Uh, I know with the whole card boom lately, yeah. in the past year specifically with COVID, a lot of folks probably looked at their old binders and collections and kind of wanted to relive the nostalgia and kind of see what they had. Okay. There was nothing much else to do during COVID. You know, you couldn't go on vacation. You couldn't go out to a bar. You couldn't do anything like Leave that. Leave your house at some you point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. March to July. Yeah. It was like if you left your house, you were essentially going to get apples. You were breaking you. laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, there's the dwindling supply. Um, if you think yeah. about it like a stock market, the stock market always, there, there's always an equal amount of stocks. But in, in cards, the supply just keeps dwindling mm-hmm. as folks who buy it typically put it in a collection. So with each person, and that they're buys also not a being part. made anymore. Exactly. Especially those older versions. It's like oil. We're going to run out soon. <laughs> there will be no more Dark Magicians to buy. <laughs> well, there will be no more OG ones. Mm-hmm. They'll so, make reprints and stuff, but it's So it's is not Yu-Gi-Oh! The same. Your, your collection, or is that kind of like a passing collection, and you have like a, a Magic the Gathering collection? I do Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, and sports cards. Magic is the one that I can't get into. Yeah, I, just I had was never gotten into, into Magic either, yeah. and it's not even like I dislike it. I just it just never happened upon me because at least with things like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, there have always been people around me, even as kids who were, it was mostly almost everybody I knew was the Pokemon was just collecting because all the arts and stuff were cool. Nobody actually knew how to play the game. And then Yu-Gi-Oh was for playing Mm -hmm. just for, from the people that I knew around like middle high school. Okay. So, and keep in mind with social media, Instagram, Facebook, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't really as prevalent. Now exactly. it's just people sharing the old nostalgic things and other people who see it want to get back into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Pokemon's uh, wild because from what I understand, right, the only time Yu-Gi-Oh, for instance, updates art, like changes the art, right, is 
when it's a special edition or it's like a like a new printing like but it's established like we're no longer making like we're gonna tell you the dark magician I'm, i don't know why i keep using him he's in the <laughs> that's your print. deck i guess that's, that's right yeah, yeah that's my deck uh, i'm the meme guy uh, <laughs> like dark magician is going to be in the new booster pack because we needed to fill the card like roster okay but we don't want to give you we don't want to devalue the old one so we're gonna like make different art but that doesn't really happen a lot and sometimes they just reprint the art but from what i understand pokemon they do this thing where they'll release like a hollow version and then like a not hollow version yeah of the same of, art uh, so there's this guy i watch who does a lot of openings and things like that so from every set mm-hmm it's like all of your normal cards and yeah. all of those normal cards also have what is it called reverse hollow that sounds reverse awful. hollow is instead of the picture being shiny it's the rest of the card which it, it can look nice and then there's also like the normal holographic ones and then like the the super secret ones that are like all gold and and all the crazy stuff um so who is this youtuber i'm, I'm curious because i do uh, watch right. openings so he does he does them very scarcely but his name is Big Jiggly Panda, and yeah, no, I don't he know. normally plays games. He's a, I don't know if you know like Vanoss or or Wildcat or those guys. He's mm. in that crew, so he'll play like Among Us or, yeah, or video that games. stuff. Like video them. Game, yeah. yeah, but then every like once in a while, it's super. I, at this point, it's probably once every like three months. He'll just like sneak in an opening. He's like, hey, I forgot some of you guys like this, so uh, mm-hmm. here you go. And they're pretty interesting. In his most recent one, he pulled. The Charizard that's worth like what is it, 115 bucks from it? Jesus, dude, watching people pull really good things is super fun because they almost always scream. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I used to laugh at the people who played like FIFA, right? And they got player cards yeah, and they yeah. like freaked out. And my my hypocritical self was like, oh, what a what a loser! <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm watching like this dude pull a charge. I'm like, yo! Like, it's so it's so hypocritical. Yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> uh, I just realized it recently. So from Panda, I think his video that did the best was that he pulled two of those cards in one box. Oh, that's crazy! So he pulled one and he screamed, right? And he's like shaking, like you can see his hands tremoring on screen. And then I don't know if it's like the next pack or like two after it or something, but very soon after. He pulls out his second one and he drops it and he screams. He's like, no way. Ah! He like runs off camera. Like you hear his voice start fading into the distance as he like runs around his house. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Good for him. And what's crazy too is in the sports card industry, yeah. they have packs of cards not worth $3, $4 a pack like we were used to growing mm-hmm. up with the non-sports stuff. There are packs of cards worth thousands of dollars. Packs? Really? A five card pack comes in a briefcase in another box, it's about five thousand a box. And is it because there's it's so easy to get good pulls from it, or basically every card in the pack is like something huge? Okay. But I mean, typically it won't cover the cost of a five thousand dollar okay. box. Okay, that, that makes cards. sense. Unless you can get like one of the top or like two or three. I'm of assuming the top you just don't cards. open those packs, right? Oh no, and definitely you just leave not. them in the briefcase and yeah. then like put them under museum glass and then like like <laughs> yeah, the sensors on it. Yeah. So if anybody touches the glass, a siren goes off. <laughs> now, so when I don't collect things, um, I like a amass- It's weird. I don't collect. I just like to amass things with guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so like with pops, right? Because I I know I have a collective personality. I've accepted this about myself. That's why I don't gamble. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a addictive rather personality, not collective. 
Um, so when I when I briefly got into pops, I knew it was going to be a phase. So I had to like limit myself. So it was if I didn't grow up with this property, like if it wasn't something integral to like my creative profile, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it. So like okay. if it was Overwatch, I only allowed myself to buy Winston. And if it was like a like a TV show, it would be like Futurama. Cause, and I bought like Bender. <laughs> and he was expensive, but I bought him. <laughs> control. Um, so, and it did pass, but I don't, because of my guidelines, I don't regret any of my pop purchases. Uh, as Since you're like a collector collector, do you have rules? Because you know, with Pokemon cards, some people say they just want to collect all the Pokemon, but just like one card of each. It's mm-hmm. tough. I know for Yu-Gi-Oh, my goal was to collect every... Legend of Blue Eyes first edition card in Oof. ten condition. Mm. Oof. Um, <laughs> in ten. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I got the big boy. I got Blue Eyes, and I have a couple boxes. Oh wow. Um, sealed, but I just don't think I'll ever financially be able to do it because, <laughs> yeah. like, there's other cards like Exodia. Like the whole set of Exodia is like way over ten thousand, if not twenty. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. So it, it turned into I just got to settle with what I've got <laughs> at this point because the market just went way too high. That's for me. the thing. There was, it went from. Oh, the most expensive card was a hundred, two hundred, maybe five, right? And that was, you know, the first edition blue eyes. Yeah. But then, like again, today. like the past two, three years, it's gone crazy. I don't know what, because it's like it's not even just collecting, but just the, um, the way people view card games. Mm-hmm. Like card games have just gone up. I I don't because like people blame um Critical Role and Stranger Things for D and D, right? Yeah, like that's why D and D got really popular again. What what happened with cards? Who was <laughs> who, who was, was our Matt Mercer? Yeah, yeah, who was our Matt Mercer of U- Magic Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon? Who was our uh, um, our stri- what was our Stranger Things? <laughs> you know, boost. I was just curious, like what happened. Yeah, I just think it's the social media. I think it's YouTube. I think it's um, also a lot of investors now getting into it. I know with oh, Magic really? the Gathering. There's Magic the Gathering cards worth half a million dollars now, which is yeah, just crazy. yeah. I actually, I the have Black that. Lotus. That's yeah. the only card that I know from Magic <laughs> the Gathering. Same with I've me. Heard it's that like name. because Black it's worth Lotus. half a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, I, I like to because, pretend. And okay. I think the reason for that one is because there's a lot of cards that are super high in value because they're uh, they're like the original ones, like the older. I guess antique isn't the right word, but like they're they're rare. They they don't be made like they're not made anymore. And uh, like that compounds on it, and then there's some that are super expensive just because currently they are super viable to use. So everyone's trying to get them. So naturally, because everybody wants them, the prices are gonna be really high. I think Black Lotus is both. I think yep. it's like a blue eyes, but it's still super usable currently. So not only is it hard to get your hands on, it's super useful in game if you do get your hands on it. That's crazy. Yeah, enough. precisely. And yeah. a lot of people actually correlate cards now to art. So it's turning into yeah, almost that, contemporary art. As people said, instead of buying, if they're very well off financially, instead of buying a painting of, let's say, I don't mm-hmm. know, whoever they, they were a fan of, they just buy the art, a.k.a a high-grade Charizard or Blue Eyes because that's what they grew up with. And it's also uh, shiny. I don't yes. think there's any paintings that do that. <laughs> that's such an interesting um, insight because I was reading this essay on um, the fallacy of high art. And what is high art? It's like art that is seen 
as is it like, prestigious. I was gonna. Is it like when someone goes to an auction and sells a painting of a blue square and it goes for like three hundred? <laughs> well, no, grand? that's more modern art. Like high art uh, would be like impressionistic paintings from, okay. um, like I don't know what year period, time period it is, or uh, like a or like a like a Salvador Dali uh, painting. Okay. Or um. Like Renaissance uh, type artwork, like a famous artist. Essentially, well, that that, or... that that kind of like it's from like a a very uh, usually European period during the okay. Enlightenment or um, the Renaissance, and um, it's funny because like when we when we grew up, right, when our parents were growing up, um, you know, that that kind of style, you know, very quote unquote classy. Um, aesthetics with yeah. you know like Da Vinci's God touching man like the cathedral like that was seen yeah. as very valuable mm-hmm. but then what the essay went on to say is many like the the, gen- the current generation who's in power so like our, our parents and our grandparents generation they die <laughs> yeah and then the future generations come up and it's like it's all shifting because essentially we have an entire generation of nerds <laughs> who grew up with like 80s nostalgia, 90s anime, early 2000s, like, you know, rise of meme and like yeah. trashy music reality TV shows. <laughs> and it's like, what's crazy is the population also grows exponentially. So there's going to be so much of this new age, um, like sort of media consumer that the high art's going to change into like Pokemon. <laughs> like like what you were saying with Pokemon cards being what art collectors are buying now or like comics you know yeah, people comics. who grew up like the weird transitional thing is now you have like millionaires who instead of growing up with Bach and the um the, like European um art classes they grew up with X-Men and <laughs> they grew up with like NWA or something, Beetleborgs, yeah, something like or like and like TMNT and Con- yeah. so like now instead of having a an entire art gallery in their ha- in their home filled with pieces by like um the guy who cut off his ear. See, I don't even know. I'm on Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Mozart. right? Mozart, yeah. yeah. It's it's got it's now it's now a golden tin <laughs> yeah. that you pop open. There's like a thousand cards, yeah, lined up or like it. just single original pages of the first X Men book from yeah. kirby like yeah. it's that's now like in the future the guy was making a um a hypothesis that that will be the new high art which is going to be essentially our common media and then our kids are not going to get it <laughs> yeah, yeah and like, then they'll have their own thing like yeah, why are so, people selling digital paintings for thousands of dollars well that's <laughs> like, too. It's like with the advent of digital art uh, no yeah, one knows might... how that's gonna how it's gonna be um seen in yeah. the future because you know, how do you put a value on something which you can copy um, endlessly? You make it, it uncopyable. Yeah. People well, will find a way to. to I'm just. It's just. An, it was an interesting observation, and the the whole thing of people like instead of buying, um, you know, original, you know, commissioned canvas art, they now of like self portraits. They're just gonna buy a charge art card, <laughs> <laughs> or like a first edition Squirtle, Squirtle of Rush Hollow, and that's just whatever so their favorite was. Yeah, which would go. That's just so interesting to me. And, uh, my older brother, super recently, um, he, he exactly as you were saying before, he got back into the nostalgia of it uh, during COVID, and he bought a first edition full set of the first 
Pokemon set. I believe the first one released. What a base set. Base I set. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just bought the entire thing first edition because he was just like he he was like I well off enough money. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he he just has that entire thing. Um, I feel like there was something else that he did. It wasn't graded or anything, so it's not like it's not like super pricey. It was still pretty pricey. And then um, still a lot. It was like maybe just the, another set that he got after that. One of the Neos. Or, or, or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, Neos with Shinings and Gold Stars and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he got one of those as well. And I, uh, he's probably just going to sit on it until it's priceless. And then yeah, uh, be yeah. set for life. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. I know Justin Bieber has a huge collection. Does I he? Know Steve Aoki was getting into it now. Of course. Nice. Um, I saw, I think it was Logan Paul or something was, was into it as huh. well. That might be a contributing factor to the rise in his popularity. Yeah, maybe. You have all these... Like, I even have friends, I, I tell them all the time, I have a lot of jock friends who are on, like, captains of football teams who are getting into anime now. And it's so strange to me because I used to have to pretend to not, to be illiterate. It's like, just, yeah. just so I'd be, like, acceptable. And now like it's like... Like someone would say, like, the name of your favorite show would come up in passing. You'd have to be like, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, have you heard of... Have you heard of this thing called bleach? And knowing full well what that is, like what bleach? What is bleach? <laughs> and now they're talking to me like, oh, have you seen the new My Hero Academia movie? I'm like, where were you like, five years ago? <laughs> Why was I doing this alone, you jerk? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember. Um, this was in middle school, like when I still kind of cared what other people thought. And and one of my buddies was like. Yo, do you want to like? Did you you played Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And I was like, yeah, I used to. He's like, do you have any decks? Do you want to bring them in and play? And I'm like, dude, like, yeah, but what if I get like made fun of and stuff? And <laughs> I get caught. And I brought it in, and like the cool kids came over, like, yo, what's this? We're like Yu-Gi-Oh, like, yo, that was kind of dope. Like, like, how does it work? And I we like showed like football players <laughs> how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not man. what I was expecting. So did you um like, what 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 other guidelines do you have when it comes to collecting now? That's basically it. I mean, I try to do high grade stuff. Um, okay. I'm not big into because it dri- drives my OCD nuts. If there's a crease or something, I will go crazy. Or if there's the, a scratch the borders, on the case, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so the worst. very quickly, just for for anyone who may not know, you, when you get a card graded. You give it into what is it like a specific company that yeah, does it? Yeah, PSA they, or BGS, which yeah. uh, third party company. Okay. Yeah, and they just check for imperfections on the card, so they'll look for things like the cut of it which means like if the border on the left is thicker than the border on the right it won't be as good or uh like bends creases. just like where yeah bends creases where things on the card are placed spacing everything of that i know nature. a common one is on the edges especially for well more for yugo cards but i guess it could be a problem with pokemon too is um the splitting of the uh of the, the corner right? yeah the, where like it opens up because the art print the, the, is separating from, from the, the backing the, yeah that's yeah. a common like and that one that one's rough because i don't think you can even like pretend to fix that one that's just there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah surface scratches are big with Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. in pokemon too in the hollow on the foil sometimes yeah, for like yeah. ghost rares for example mm-hmm. um for those who don't know what it is yeah. it's basically a basic 3d uh effect kind of on a Yu-Gi-Oh card that makes it look yeah. really nice so I, when I was making one of my decks i was just looking for cards online and i saw a ghost rare that did not help me in any way but it was only like eight dollars so i'm like okay yeah i'll get it why not so i bought it and then we were looking at it later because i was like showing people i was showing mostly hario and our and toasty 
And I'm like, yo, so I got this. I'm like, yo, how much was that? I'm like, I think it was $8. Let me check. And I checked and it went up to like 25 because I had bought it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, this is rare. We should not do that. And they just yeah. bumped it up. Yeah, they're they're going crazy. There's ghost rares that were like 50 bucks a couple of years ago. There are thousands now. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, there's I should probably check the price s- on that one. Then. <laughs> there's a very small percentage of cards that are ghost rare, I believe. Yeah, yes, yes. they were seated one per case around. So like one in every 300-ish packs. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. No, yeah. it it was. I remember it like it was yesterday. The first time <laughs> I saw a Ghost Rare, because this was back when um I was still organically playing it as a small toddler. So <laughs> my cousin's the one that was like the the king nerd who spread the pathogens. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, you know, he was like a uh, Carl Sagan petri dish, and um <laughs> he he bought like a few packs, and he for some reason he was just had money. Like, he had a job. I don't know where he got it. I don't know. His parents are loaded. Who knows? But like, yeah, he had, like, three packs because that was a lot to me. And he opened the first soon. It was nothing. I didn't really pay attention. The thing is, we didn't know about ghost rares. So when he opened the third pack and pulled out a rose dragon. Oh, wow. And he was like, and it was funny because we didn't know. We thought it was a typo. Like, we thought it was a misprint oh, because yeah. the card had no color. Like, it was just white. Yeah. But then he was like, I don't know. It looks so pretty. And then, like, <laughs> he built an entire deck around it. And then, like, later on, we found out that card's, like, worth a lot of money. Oh, wow. And I asked him, because when we started playing, I did a little research, and it's worth I, a substantial amount. I don't know if it's, like, thousands, but it's definitely not 20 bucks. Yeah. Black yeah. Rose, if it's yeah. first edition, first edition. Um, nines will go for, like, over two grand. Tens are close to, like, six, seven. Well, here's so what would, what would a non-graded one be? Like It's tough to say. Probably, though, close between 500 to 1,000. I mean, that's, that's still wow. too much. <laughs> but, yeah. So I called him up, and I was like, do you still have that Black Rose <laughs> ghost, ghost card? And he goes, uh... No, I think I threw it out. No. And <laughs> my heart dropped. I was like, oh, no, no, no. When? And he goes, oh, man. Like, uh, a couple years ago after uh, college, we were cleaning out the room, and I just had a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I, I didn't need them anymore. So I might have uh, given it away, and I'm like, I need you to write down everyone's name. <laughs> Do you no. happen to know their name and address? I, I started contact oh, tracing. Gosh. I'm like, all right, where were they when you gave it to them? Who were they related to? <laughs> Who are their friends? And he's like, why? I'm like, because that card is worth too much money. but you know that was it was such a shame it was such a shame one goal i had too was to collect all the prize cards so for example like cyberstein i i have cyberstein but i don't have the crush card yeah there's crush card there's gold sarcophagus and there's a bunch of like shonen jump prize cards that are extremely rare Mm -hmm. um some of them are as low as like did they ever make just like a normal print of gold sarcophagus yeah well they reprinted them because i have one and there's no way that's a prize card yeah no they i wouldn't buy it no the like, prize cards are also have like different artwork because they the oh, jump gets okay. like the original artist to redo the artwork for oh okay yeah the big thing is like the set code it's under the picture on the right yeah, side yeah. um so obviously sjc is shown in jump championship um but okay. some of those cards there's under 100 made which are extremely extremely low yeah yeah um <laughs> cyberstein they say is probably a couple hundred two to three hundred um but that was the first one okay so and then crush card they say is like under 100 for sure oh wow so those are it's just, crazy. just because there's so few of them that like you can't even find them to get because they were made specifically for tournaments yeah, yeah. yeah. so um it's it's crazy though because like um i was watching like a video of someone who participates in them and it's <laughs> it's such a like the more you win the better cards you'll get like because they give you the rarest ones when you win yeah. so it's like if you though if if you come into late to the game unless you're super rich it's really hard to get good at the game because yeah. you just don't have as many re- 
it's i forget the gaming term um power creep no not power creep it's like when the um uh, gameplay loop feed, feedback loop it's like a, such uh, a positive feedback loop like the more you the better you do the better you do yeah the better the better resources you get and then the worse you do you just are stuck <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's such a rough thing but, one uh, thing i noticed just on a side note in tournaments and Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments or events i've noticed the people there are much shadier than like the other people whether it be pokemon or <laughs> yeah. sports or something actually like you that. know what yeah i i, I kind of see that why is that i don't know that's just what i've noticed personally <laughs> I, i'd just be like if i turn my back one time these cards are gone <laughs> however however you know who isn't shady Oh, yeah, the uh, Felicia University radio station. Uh, they provide a stellar education for <laughs> affordable prices. Um, I'm not sponsored, by the way. They just let me in the house. <laughs> the, the door was open. Yeah, you yeah. In. But uh, we like to give a shout-out to the University of uh, Felicia radio station. Uh, Tim, uh, for coming on and talking with us about the nerdiest things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm always happy to talk about And our boy stuff. Jesse for taking up the mixing. <laughs> yes. Good luck, Tommy. Yes, he's, uh, he's making sure we don't... I, he's making sure I don't sound like what I, like what I sound like in real life. That's just awful. <laughs> um, if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Twitch at Tub Thoughts, along uh, as well as Twitter at Tub Thoughts. We can follow us individually on Twitter at Harry Tozawa. I have my mark. And the Tostado Pequeno. Uh, Tim, plug yourself real quick. What you got? Well, my Instagram, YouTube is YuGiOhTube, all one word. Um, there is another one with a little hyphen next to it. It has like 50,000 subscribers. I'm one with like three and a half thousand. So I am like the little brother of the real good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, uh, it's time to turn Tim into the big bro. Anybody who's hearing this, get over there. Yeah, just do your job. Do, do yeah. So, you can find us on Twitch. We stream every Sunday, sometime at night, and then every Thursday at the station, sometime at night. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. My name is Ari. I'm Mark. I'm Tim. This has been the Tub Thoughts. Not live stream. Close enough. Bye. Recording. <laughs> <laughs>